0: Hello my name is Claire, and welcome to the Loud and Clear Accounting podcast. This is the Accountancy podcast where we answer accountancy based questions. In this series we're focusing on all things payroll, so looking at how do you onboard your first employee, do you need to have a pension scheme in place and how do you claim statutory maternity and all kinds of things like that. In this episode, I'm still focusing on those of you who are director of a limited company, and I'm gonna be answering the question of what's the best way to pay into your pension. Now, as always, before I answer the question, I need to do my two quick disclosures. So the first is I'm a UK-based accountant, so I'm going to be giving advice to UK-based businesses. And the second is that because I record these podcasts by myself, I'm going to need to generalise my advice quite a bit. And in order to keep the podcast episodes as short as I can, I'm going to have to simplify things as well. So just keep those things in mind if you're planning on taking any action based upon what you hear on these episodes. So that's the disclosures out of the way. So let's get on with answering the question. So as a director of a limited company, what's the best way to pay into your pension? Now I will add, it's probably like a sneaky third disclosure that I am not allowed to give any advice around pensions. So if you are looking at paying into a pension scheme, again one set up and in place, I would really recommend speaking to a financial advisor. They will be able to go through obviously, your personal situation, what types of pensions are out there, you know what matches with what you want from it, your risk levels, and all of that kind of stuff. I can only give you sort of the basics from an accountancy point of view. Now if you've got employees, you've probably already got a pension scheme in place, but one that has to match the auto enrolment rules. So maybe a nest pension scheme, people's pension, that kind of thing. Now, as a director, you're not technically treated as an employee, so you don't need to pay pension under that auto enrolment. If you've employed someone and called them a director, then they will have an employment contract, so they will need to. But the chances are, one man band you're the, the you know the main director probably also the shareholder you don't have to so that opens up more options for you it means then that you are able as I just said to speak to a financial advisor and choose a pension that suits you in terms of actually paying into it because it's not all to enrollment you're not fixed to percentages so you can kind of pay in whatever you want. Up to 60,000 a year. So probably way more than most of you would ever sort of pay in. But that high amount is based upon your employer paying into your pension. So you've got two options. You can pay into your pension personally, or you can make that employer's contribution. Now, most directors will do the employer's contribution. One, because you've got that higher limit that you can pay into but also because it's paying in outside of your own salary and dividends. So if you were to pay personally, you would be taking money from the company. And depending on how you're doing that, you would be paying dividend tax on that money. Maybe you'd be paying PYE and national insurance if you go down the higher salary route. And then you will be paying money into your pension. So it's money that's being taxed that's then being paid. If the employer, so your limited company makes the contribution for yourself, it doesn't have to go from your personal income. So you can have the limited company paying you a thousand pounds a month of salary. It could be paying you whatever dividends you need or whatever reserves are available. And then it could be paying a monthly sum into your pension on top. So it's going to save corporation tax and you are personally not going to be taxed on that money. You can pay in monthly or you can pay in in a lump sum. All I would say if you go down the lump sum route is if you want, if you're doing this to save corporation tax, make sure you've made the payment before your financial year has ended. You can't look at your corporation tax bill, decide to pay into a pension in order to reduce that. It will only reduce it in the financial year um, that you've got it. Now, in terms of money that goes into your pension. As you're probably aware, if you were to pay into a pension pot personally, the government would top that up by sort of about 20%. So if you paid £80 into your pension, the government would top it up, £100 would go into your pension pot. With your employer making that contribution, so a direct debit or one-off payment from your limited company directly into your pension, the pension provider would need to know that it was an employer's contribution, And that would tell them that they cannot top that pension up. So the reason for that is because you will now be saving corporation tax on that. So that pension payment will be going through your accounts as an expense. So if you were to pay in £100 into your pension, your company would be saving 19, you know, if your profits are over 50000 maybe a little bit more on that pension contribution. So if we just said it was 19, you know, you would be saving. So effectively, it would cost your limited company just over £80. So cash flow-wise, it's kind of the same. But as I said, the advantages are of the limited company paying in for you, is that you can choose a pension scheme that suits you. You can pay it in whenever you want, and whatever sort of amounts you want up to that sort of 60000 And it's almost like additional income to your future self, because you're not going to be paying personal tax on it before you pay that in. So I hope that helps, just as sort of a basic sort of starting point. In next week's episode, I think I'm going to move on to discussing statutory sort of maternity. So as always, I hope that helps and I will see you next week.